if you're making something complicated, you're probably going to need to make it yourself unless you find the right contractor. The margins are going to be tough. <clears throat> no one's going to want to wholesale okay. it because they can't step all over it, as we say, mm -hmm. in terms of markup. And it's definitely the hard way to go. But I would say cater to the contractor that you know and are working with. That's the hard part, finding the right contractor and then coming up with products that they can make successfully versus giving them things that are way beyond their capability because they'll probably say mm -hmm. yes because the price will be right, but they'll also screw it up and then you'll be hosed. So go carefully and it's okay to run out. We've always been a scarcity model of, oh, you better buy it because we're running it. Sometimes the, a nice thing to do is pre-orders. We do that sometimes where we'll say, hey, we're going to make a run of these. We only make them once in a while. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Chris Cronin. Chris is the founder and CMO of Catanica. It's an outdoor adventure apparel company designing and manufacturing the world's most durable and high-functioning apparel. Welcome to our show, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Shane. Oh, no, it's great to have you. We we're just talking about how I was looking at your Instagram and saw that move, the video you made of the new location. I just got really excited seeing that advancement and the growth of your business to be able to move into a new location. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. And right now we're spread out on two floors and the old facilities neighborhood is terrible it's in industrial oakland yeah and it's just really the neighborhood itself oakland is you know growing and vibrant and an incredible city i live in oakland and mm -hmm. but there's corners of it that are just neglected and just the industrial parts everyone expects it to mm -hmm. turn into a beautiful neighborhood at some point but it just hasn't really happened in that spot. And it's just been, it's nice to get out of that and move to a new location that's really clean and beautiful and so well lit and yeah, really nice. It's really nice. It looks like it's in a retail plaza or some kind of a retail environment. No, it's just that nice. We've entertained having a showroom Touch. in there for our products. Yes. We make a lot Definitely. of different things. And so it'd be really cool to have a room that has everything we make on display. So if someone were to swing through, we're not really staffed to do like direct retail yeah. other than we yeah. do direct retail online. And that's been our models for most of our existence, but we're shifting actually, interestingly, to a wholesale model as well. <laughs> we're right in the middle of that. Is, and as part of this like transition but, of the company. But you're a manufacturer, you would be wholesaling regardless, no? No. So we've sold direct to consumer primarily factory direct basically oh. for our existence. Yeah. So a, a little history is that we are a U.S. manufacturer yes, of clothing and have our own sewers, have a dozen, mm -hmm. 15 sewers, depends on like season and time, what we're making, how business yeah. is, that kind of thing. Yeah. Currently we have about 12. And so we 
making things in the United States, making things in California is really expensive. We have really high minimum wage. And so unlike all the other clothes that everybody wears, they're manufactured overseas. Mm. Our margins are pretty narrow. So we've always relied on the direct model to carry us uh, in terms of margin so Mm. that we're not just wholesaling. We've done some wholesaling and a lot of our customers, wholesale customers are international, even China, Japan, Taiwan, South Korea, Russia is our biggest outside and then Europe as well, oh, but cool. we've export about a third of what we make and yeah, but we are shifting. We're starting to make things globally overseas. We started with a line of bags in Vietnam and they've been really doing really well. We did a Kickstarter with this crazy fanny pack that we made that's completely overbuilt, has a billion pockets and zippers and all oh, sorts wow. of features. And that, that was a whole, that's a whole podcast in itself, Kickstarter. Our first Kickstarter was like, <laughs> it was great. It was successful, but so much work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So what inspired for you to create this company? Were you in the apparel business before this? And also is there a story behind the name Katanica? Yeah. So it's a family business. My brother Beach Cronin mm-hmm. is a designer and has been designing clothes since he was I don't know, 10, uh, probably 11 or 12, I think probably 12. No way. Started making his own. He, yeah. he bought a pattern from a craft store in Connecticut where we grew up and started, made it on my mom's sewing machine, our mom's sewing machine, and then didn't like how it came out. So he changed the pattern to make it cool. And it was a three musketeers shirt. It had all these billowy, it was actually a cheese maker's shirt is what it was called. And he changed it all around and stripped down, took out all the billowy stuff and made it just this really cool kind of canvas shirt. And then the rest is history. So he's just, he's just a savant in terms of design and hasn't taken any college classes or, or on design or anything, but is just a fabric engineer and has really focused his, his efforts on like overbuilding things and making things that last and outlast anything on the market. So some of our jackets are made of a thousand denier Cordura. So you need certain sewing machines to make that you need certain equipment, which is why we've made stuff ourselves because people would just screw it up or not make it to have that control, not be able to give up halfway. And then you don't even have a product and you got a bunch Mm. of ruined fabric. So we've been down that road many times. And so we've controlled everything by doing it ourselves. And so. Anyway, it's family business with yeah. myself, my cousin, Len, our cousin, Len Riccio and, and Beach. And so we've just built this company around his design efforts and have blown it out to a whole bunch of different products and are just always trying to expand in, on what we're doing. Oh, and then second part Absolutely. two, question about the name Kaitanica. Yeah. So my brother, like I said, he doesn't have formal so I design training. it wrong then. Every it, I, we don't I, I correct anybody as long right? as you're saying Titanica? that we're good. <laughs> no, how do you pronounce it? I want, I want to know, I want to make sure I say it. I, I want to pronounce it properly. So, part of that, yeah, part Kytanica. of the name, correct, Kaitanica. So, Kitan, yeah. okay, C H I T I N, the molecular component for bug exoskeletons is and crustacean shells, and it's that it's what makes them strong is basically we make exoskeletons for humans because we started with jackets and we started with really heavy duty ballistic nylon jackets and cordura jackets and so 
that's the impetus of the company is make a jacket that outlasts any jacket on the market. And uh, so that's can where the company dumb, started. Can so, you, can you, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Can you dumb that part down a little bit for me and the audience? What material is this and where does it come from? So chitin, C-H-I-T-I-N is like a molecular component for bug exoskeletons and shells in animals in the animal kingdom. And uh, so it's what makes crab shells hard for crustaceans. And it's what makes beetle shells hard, which is why our logo is a beetle. How do you pull that out from that? Is there a process that they no, get that's the just fiber from it? So we're, we, it's just a, it's just in a name. Oh, yeah. It's a fanciful thing. We made it up and uh, okay, we okay. spell our okay. name. So we are the world of exoskeletons is what our vision is and the name. And we oh, spell it with a K instead of the CH so that yeah. people say it, right? Instead got of saying it. Chitanica, that's what they would say. You got it. We say it, Chitanica, and it looks cool with a K at the beginning of it. Yeah. And we like the Beetle logo and so we that we developed as well. And that's the impetus of the name, okay. the world of right. exoskeletons. Excellent. Simply put. Yeah. So what kind of, what kind of guarantee do you have of your product? It sounds like really heavy duty. And how's the weight factor of your jackets, for example, your clothing, your apparel, mm-hmm. extra heavy compared to other brands? Yeah. And not everything we make is made of Cordura. We use a lot of ripstop, nylon cotton ripstop fabric. Okay. So we're using like military grade okay. materials to make everyday clothing, but it's a lot of people use it for workwear. They use it for motorcycling for those heavy jackets because they're made of the, a really strong good thing. And you know, what's interesting and you're right, like when you're using a thousand denier to make a jacket, it has to fit right. It has to wear right. And so that is the arms are articulated. So it's not, you're not fighting against the jacket all the time, meaning they're like, they're gauged around the elbows. It, It fits the human body. And that's something that Small companies, and I read this in, 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 in a book about making clothes and set, being a business that makes clothes, is that small companies really can focus on fit, whereas larger companies with that, because they're just making so many pieces and everything is just on a different scale that you can't pay that much attention to fit when you're cranking out styles. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely do. And that is like our knees are articulated in our pants, even our jeans. And even they're just the patterns have that consideration, I guess you would say. Yeah. So what is the most important factor when it comes to your manufacturing process? What makes you unique in that process when it comes to other manufacturers? I would say the way we build things and that comes down to material, it's all going to sound super cliche because everyone says it. We sew our jackets with boot thread. One of the things that people don't think about in our pants <laughs> and everything for the most part is the heaviest thread we can, because yeah. that's what blows out is your seams. And so yes. you'll, yes. you'll see, sometimes I you'll always see have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. And we're focused on the things that blow out. For example, our jeans, we've made jeans. They look like everybody else's jeans. They have a cell phone pocket on the thigh. So that's super sweet. And once you have that, you're never going to be able to wear another pair of jeans because, but it's, it's pretty seamless on the thigh and and it's a great place to put it and you don't sit on it. 
But outside of that, we sew it with heavy duty thread. We use a little bit heavy, heavier fabric, like a 12 ounce denim. And then we also, the two places your pants blow out and jeans are your belt loops because they get old and they're uh, mm-hmm. bar tacked in there and they're really thin. Mm-hmm. Think about how thin they're very thin and they pull out after been washed a hundred times. That's where it's going to blow out is with all the needle holes from bar tacking those little bands of folded over denim as the belt loop. So what we use is really heavy duty nylon. It's about three quarter of an inch wide nylon webbing and bar tack that in. And those things, it's like a harness. So you, that thing's not going anywhere. I've never had one of our belt loops blow out on me. Second place is your pockets, mm-hmm. the pocket liners that we call them pocket bags, the pocket liners of your jeans. And actually, I actually have a pair on. I can stand up and show you what I'm talking about. But the pocket liners, we use nylon cotton ripstop. How many times have your keys poked through an old pair of your favorite old pair of jeans, <laughs> you know, and yes. poke through the pocket? That's where they also blow out. And that's why we use Nikon, Nikon nylon cotton ripstop in the pockets. And we also use camouflage fabric just because it's cool on the inside of the pockets. But our jeans yeah. sell for 99 bucks and inside uh, of the pockets. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. Just for, so these are the belt loops, the fatter belt loop. Yeah. And these are the pockets. You can't. Cool. Anyway, yeah, show yeah. and tell, but that's awesome. That's, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, it's cool. That's basically that. And those are just our genes. So everything we make has that wow. consideration, everything we make and they're tested people, they mm. come back and you ask about guarantee. We guarantee everything against craftsman defect. Like we've made it, we didn't make the fabric. So if you stick a knife yes, through your jeans or something like yes. I, we might be able it's to mend it fair. for you, but we got to charge you for selling yeah. on that because we got to pay the person to do yeah. it. And, but if we get stuff back and we fix it and we want to know how it blew out. So we want to see it. So we always work with whatever customer has any issue with anything we've got. And just, you know, we've always taken care of everybody and stand behind it. Unless they're idiots. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Tell me about your most successful product, that one item that is just on fire. It's the best item you have and you're just always producing it. And can you tell us more about it? That's interesting. And it changes, excuse me, over the years, we've had different products catch fire when it gets so we had a jacket on Mythbusters and that was one of, that's a TV show here in the U S and that kind of caught fire and really start and energize the company in the very earliest days. We still make that jacket, but we make a different version of it. We've updated it. We've made it like completely redesigned it since then, but that one really caught fire in a way where we're like, oh, people really want this thing. We should start making it again. Yeah. And so we had shelved the company. My brother went to teaching and that thing, like there was a Google and it was on the show for years and people just were like looking mm-hmm. for it and looking for it. And nobody was making it, of course, because my brother made it, um, originally and sold it to Adam Savage, the host of Mythbusters and one of the hosts. Oh. And, and so people were just looking for it. So that's one <clears throat> the Scorpion pack most recently is this overbuilt fanny pack. And it's really like a lumbar pack 
that you, it's got big, giant, fast X clip buckle. But what it is, it's, you know, how a backpack has like a real waistband that sits on your hips and you can put real weight in it. We made a fanny yes. pack like that. Yeah. We made a fanny pack like that, that also has a shoulder strap so you can use it. You can remove the waist belt, use it as a shoulder bag. And then it also that, so that funded on Kickstarter in five days was in the top 4% of Kickstarter earners. So thing about Kickstarter that nobody knows, or I didn't know when I started doing it, when we first went into it was that only 4% of Kickstarters make over a hundred thousand dollars in revenue or raise that much. Only 4%. There's a lot of Kickstarters out yeah. there. <laughs> and so that we were in yeah. that tier. I think we earned, raised 123,000, but people want to carry it. People want uh, a bunch of them. And so we're looking, then that was made in Vietnam by one of the premier bag making companies in the business. And so it's super high quality, very, and all designed to our spec. We designed it, came up with the ideas and made the samples, sent the samples there. They make it, we check them give them feedback, make sure they're made right with our materials because <laughs> that's happened before at other shops where you send your stuff, you order them all the supplies that you need to your spec and then they use somebody else's thread or they use somebody else's. Oh. And then you're like, you sewed this with fashion thread. Yeah, This thing is going to pull itself it's apart because work. the material's so heavy. Yeah. Anyway, so the, yeah, the Scorpion pack is really cool. And it's, I like, and I like we, the name. Yeah, we've sold out. We're doing some crowdfunding now in, in Japan and South Korea. And so once you get successful on Kickstarter in the U.S., they again, you get, I was reached out to by maybe 30 companies that want to carry it and do a crowdfunding in their country. And so it catches fire a little bit, but it's a ton of work mm. chasing down the, yeah, the backers for the Kickstarter and their details. I didn't realize that going yeah. in, but yeah. it's been it really helped our bag line. Yeah. It was a good experience too, right? Yeah, we'll do another one. <laughs> we'll do another one. We're looking yeah. for uh, so the next product because it's got to be, it can't just be a shirt or like a jacket. Although the, yeah, we want to have a, something unique that nobody else makes that needs to be made. That's often kind of how we start yeah. our product design process. That's good. The uniqueness, what is needed. Right. And what's different mm. about what we're making? So, is it just better? <laughs> how? Yeah. Is how? Yeah. So are there any kind of tips or advice you want to share with anyone that may be looking to start their own apparel manufacturing company in the United States? It's the tough way to go. And if you're making something complicated, you're probably going to need to make it yourself unless you find the right contractor. And it's almost impossible. No, I wouldn't say that. The margins are going to be tough. <clears throat> no one's going to want to wholesale okay. it because they can't step all over it, as we say, mm -hmm. in terms of markup. And it's definitely the hard way to go, but I would say cater to the contractor that you know, and we're, are working with, or you have access to, or that's the hard part is the finding the right contractor and then coming up with products that they can make successfully versus giving them things that are way beyond their capability because they'll probably say mm -hmm. yes, 
because the price will be right. Or they'll, oh, mm. if I'm going to make this, I'm going to need 35 bucks a piece or whatever. They'll say yes, but they'll also screw it up and then you'll be hosed. You won't be able to get your money out of it because you can't sell it. And you'll, and then you're stuck in a really hard spot because you're, you're going to owe people money if you borrowed money to make it, or you're just going to be out your own money. It's also bad. <laughs> and it's, yes. yeah, so it's, and go carefully and it's okay to run out. We've always been a scarcity model of, oh, you better buy it because we're running it. Sometimes then a nice thing to do is pre-orders. We do that sometimes where we'll say, hey, we're going to make a run of these. We only make them once in a while. We have these three quarter length shorts called the mountain shorts. They have 13 pockets. They're tactical capris. So they're like calf length short that go over the knee. And that's the whole idea is that they, if you put your knee down in shorts, your knees in gravel or the dirt or whatever. And then these, mm. you, you have coverage there. And, and so we, they're very unique. People make fun of them. And like, oh man, pretties. Oh, that's totally tough. And they, some people get it and think it's super macho. And some people don't really wear them or wouldn't and are critical. So. I'm of the, I think they're cool, but I don't wear them personally, but they are totally badass shorts. If you ever cool, I just don't, I don't like the way they look on me personally. I'm probably my legs is yeah. the issue, but at any rate, <laughs> we do a pre-order for those. And that way you're collecting the money up front. It's like your own Kickstarter. That's a cool way to go. If you have a decent social following and then you have, you know, what you need to have a delivery timeline. You say, Hey, these are going to deliver in June. I, we're going to have this pre-order window open XYZ. That's been very helpful mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. an easy way to get into it and not be over your skis, but you can still, you still got to watch the production and make sure that they're doing it right. It's coming mm -hmm. out. Okay. You've got to really check them all the time, not just wait for it to be done, mm -hmm. but in the process of being done, have check-ins with the manufacturer. Got it. Chris, this was amazing talking to you about this. I, Absolutely excited for where it's headed because when you create something unique, when you create something better, a good quality, long lasting, stands out, you're going places. I'm seeing that a product like this is going to help people. If it helps people, I don't see why you shouldn't be growing like anything as you are. So it's great. I can see this expanding to a whole bunch of countries and you guys are on the right path. Again, congratulations on your new location. Yeah, um, thank any, you. No problem. Anything that you wanted to announce, let us know. We'll see what we can do. Or if you wanted to come back on our show, let us know. And appreciate okay. you so much, Chris. And best wishes to you. Thanks, Shahid. Appreciate it. It's been great on no you. Nice talking with you. No problem. And audience, thanks again for joining us. Chris's information will be in the show notes. Take a look at his website his social media, and what they're manufacturing in USA. So if you're locally there and you're looking for a product that is unique, you should give it a try. They're manufacturing in a very unique way when they're keeping that process within their control. That is the key there that they did. And manufacturing is a fun game. It's not for everyone, <laughs> but definitely. Not fun uh, we also, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's not, but we're also involved in manufacturing and it's a passion. We love it. And it's like, it's not for everyone, but definitely is yeah. something to look into. If you're looking to create something new to help people, 
don't hold back go for it take that action take that step you can do anything literally so thank you again thank you so much chris yeah thank you shahid take care Thank you.